My name is Dr. Iglesias, and we want to welcome you to Deep in Your Business. I'll be your host, along with Álvaro Salim Noriega de Hoyos. I got it this time. See, it's a Latin name, so it's like four names in one. <laughs> yep. They're going to get it. We're, this is what, episode number five, so yeah. they'll, they'll get it. They'll yeah, get by, it. By the hundredth time, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll be good. We also want to welcome Mike Robert, yes, 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 Casanova. Hello, hello, hello. He became Latin. You see? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so today we want to go ahead and interview uh, or speak to my good friend, bro, Trey Williams. Man, he wrote an amazing book, and it's called The Hit. The um, hit. But before we talk mm. about this book, man, Mike, I was so disappointed yesterday with the Dolphins. You were at the game, man. I was at the game. <sighs> That was a depressing drive home. Man, how, how were the people? Were they leaving? Like, Oh, they were leaving in <laughs> anger. <laughs> so the Miami Dolphins were leaving in anger? or Oh, yeah. They were <laughs> Every guy with a Tennessee jersey was the victim. Wow. Yeah, man. for sure. So. And I heard there was a, it was a little hot out there, how they wanted to fight. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah. All the guys had drunk a little bit too much. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> what a game, man. What a, what a game. Hey, Trey, man, so we want to welcome you, man. Um, you've been a friend of mine for many years now. I'm inspired by you. I met you at Calvary Chapel, North Miami. Man, and I would just see you week after week after week, faithfully bringing your own radio and welcoming people and your smile, man. Man, it always brought me like so much life right before going in and worshiping, man. Uh, so, uh, Thank you. Thank you. The honor. God brings joy. So Amen. He is our joy. So. Amen. Praise Amen. God. So tell us a little bit about you, man. Where did you grow up? Uh, was it here in Miami? Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Georgia, small town, Georgia, St. Mary, Georgia. Um, it's a um, small town. Okay. Three stoplights. You know. What? Um, <laughs> Three stoplights. <laughs> well, also three to five. Because <laughs> you're going to get people to start Googling three stop signs. There's five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it was a good, good place to um, grow up in. You know, small town. Not okay. Really crime or anything. And Nice. Um, so to what age you were there? Until I graduated. I graduated high school. And, um, okay. And... I went to college, but um, you know, my senior year, it was nice. It was a pretty healthy, regular childhood. Okay. Playing sports mm, okay. and sandlot football and nice basketball game at the basketball court. Okay. Okay. Regular childhood, and then. Um, so you played a lot of sports. Yeah, sports yeah. was my thing. Did you grow up Christian or were you a believer? No. So no. your parents weren't believers. Uh, my mom told me about Jesus, but we we, we didn't go to church regularly. Ah, and I got I mean, you. I know I was. I believed in Jesus, but right, you know, right. I thought that was for old people. So right, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. That's one, for old people. That's good. Wow! Praise God, man. So, um, tell me a little bit about you growing up, man. Did you like sports? Riding bike? Like, what did you do growing up, man? Well, you know, I, I love playing sports. What wasn't good at it at all. But, okay. You know, I mean, I tried hard. Yeah, know, yeah. I, I played, you know, yeah. um, sandlot football, peewee football. Okay, and, okay. Um, 
know, Baker Racing basketball, and I gotcha. made I made school four points a season. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. I, I wasn't really yeah. good at it, but I played it. And I, I don't liked don't it. feel bad. I used to play Keep. left bench. I was the kid that yeah. would say, Keeping Coach, let me warm. in. Yeah, I was Keeping bench, bench warm. Huh? Let yeah. me in, Coach. And they would look at me like, Sit down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad, man. So, yeah. yeah. But I had a jumper, but my, my jumper was like Will Fargo, money in the bank. I got you. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the difference between Georgia and Florida? Because I know Georgia's like close by, but uh, what's the difference though culturally? Um, it's it's slower pace from where I'm from. Okay, a small town. So, um, mm. and I always decided to live in a metropolitan area, and basically, it's not as diverse. Okay, it's, ah. you know, it's pretty much still, you know, kind of. No black, white, and and there's a lot of like racial tension and stuff when you yeah, grew up. Yeah. Where I grew oh up. wow. Okay. Like, it was still kind of that, but I, my mom didn't raise me like that, so I never latched on to that. Because I believed in God. I figured God right. made all people the same, and we all have red blood. So I never, yeah, really, yeah. um, that never stuck to me. Yeah, I'm I'm from Colombia and we don't we don't have that, you know, there's there's racial tension, but it's not like, oh, you know, you're black and I'm white and you cannot say this word and I, we're not like that. Right. When people get angry, there's always, you know, the oh, you're black and I'm white. But you know, like when they're cool, everybody's cool with everybody, you know? Yeah. So you've never had an issue where there was a racism involved in school or anything? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, can you oh, give yeah. us one instant? You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we had a couple of so-called racial fights. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, was yeah. just a very, it wasn't a big mass thing, but okay. we would have racial tension and um, the white people were dressing camouflage and what? black people were dressing plaid. And, um, That's crazy. You know, and, in small town, but it, it was yeah. just the racial... Wow. Racial complex, but you know it, it didn't stick to me. It's just part of you know growing up in very South Georgia, um, and um, it got better while I lived there. It was I guess worse when I first moved there, and then okay. as I got older, it kind of got better. And of course, I haven't lived there since um, two thousand, so I don't know how. Got it. No. So how long you been here in Florida for? Um, here in Florida for 14 years. Okay. 14 14. Years. So okay. basically I um, left St. Mary, Georgia and went to college in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Uh, which Got is it. a nice you know, town to grow from a boy to men. So <laughs> right. I moved from boys to men. And, um, yeah. In Savannah, but basically, um, I grew up again knowing about Jesus. My grandfather was a pastor. Oh, really? And so it is in the family. Yeah. Yes. Literally in the blood. (laughs) (laughs) In the blood. (laughs) It comes from generations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely in the blood. Okay. Okay. And I look like him. Everyone said I look like him. Really? He, he had a big head, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not as big as mine. Though. But, um, yeah. but, I mean, but he, he 
was and he will always be my role model of how to be. Amen. This is a real man and a man of God. He was a man for his family. He treated all his grandkids the same, treated all his children the same, and uh, he passed a church. And hmm. you know, I always looked up to him, even when I wasn't thinking about Jesus. I always looked up to him. That's awesome. As a man. So uh, it, it was because of that that yeah. you know, I was kind of aware about Jesus, but yeah. Again, that was for old people because he, right, he, right. he, he, he was older than me. So yeah. yeah. So, and you mentioned your mom. Uh, were your mom and your dad together for a long time or you didn't have a father? Like, tell uh, us about that. Well, my mom and dad got divorced when I was a baby, basically. Okay. okay. And then she married another man, then he died while I was a toddler. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then um, we relocated to Georgia and then she. Um, Got married to my stepdad, who was there all throughout my grade school years. Okay. Was your father active in your life? Uh, Your biological father? No, I've seen him a handful of times in my life. Okay. I see. Um, um, But he wasn't. He would do the stuff that a lot of fathers do, promises. Yes. And make promises and not fulfill on them. Okay. You know, but you no, know, I, um, I last time I saw him, I probably was twenty eight. I mean, I don't know if he's still living or not. But, Got um, it. Okay. But um, if last time I talked to him was when I was in the hospital and he called. And, how long? How, how many years ago was that? Um, thirteen. Uh, thirteen years. Thirteen years. Okay. Almost thirteen years. Okay. And you were in the hospital for what happened? Well, basically, um, my um, history with health is um, very, is as diverse as Miami. <laughs> very very mm-hmm. diverse. Um, yeah. You because know, in Georgia, again, I had a healthy childhood. Yes. You know, um, playing sports, at, you know, eating good because my mom could cook, so you know, I yeah, ate yeah, good yeah. and I played sports and... Um, uh, I played football football for um, my high school. Okay. And it was my senior year, and um, I don't know if I was going to get playing time or not. But, you know, yeah, let me in coach. Yeah, I get you know, it. I, I was probably about 40 pounds heavier, so I was big, and I was really? strong. Then. I was like 200 pounds. Are oh, you wow. serious? My arms were huge. You know, I was big. What position um, were you playing? Defensive tackle. Okay, mm, okay. Okay, so yeah, so, you um, had some size on you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been pretty 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 healthy and um But to yeah. be a kid and two hundred pounds, you know, you gotta yeah. be a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean my head was fifty of it. <laughs> 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 but you know, you know about pretty big and yeah. um and then all the football practice one day and um um me and his player hit in tackling drills and Okay. And he, you know, like a semi truck, he ran over me. <laughs> he, he, he trucked me. Wow! And um, you know, as a football player, you don't want to get punked like that. Of you course, don't want to get right. ran over. So I, I got up, but when he hit me, I felt a, a tingling down the right side of my body. Mm. And mm. when I said, "Coach, mm. let's hit again," it came out. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Oh, oh wow. No way. So you're, think, you're thinking that you're saying to the coach, hey, coach, you know, this is tingling. And then you were babbling like, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Wow. And he said, what, what did you say? Wow. And his southern slang, you know, what did you say? And um, I said, coach, let's hit again. And I was drooling <laughs> uncontrollably. What? I mean, my jersey was, I, I didn't know you can drool that much. I was just drooling uncontrollably. And he, uh, he said, what did you say? What, what's wrong? And what it was, I had a stroke. Um, so at that moment that he um, hit you, you got a stroke or you? Yes, when we hit. Okay. I had I had a condition that I didn't know I had all oh, my childhood. Okay. They usually diagnose this um, to babies when they're um, babies. They take the circumference of the head, and um, it's a condition called hydrocephalus. Oh, okay. But, mm. um, um, they say people who usually have it kind of. Uh, a little slow in school, but me, I was always pretty good. In On school. top of the game, yeah. And, yeah. You know, so they never diagnosed it, so I didn't know. So when the but the more we don't have but so much room in our head, so the fluid builds up in your head. It, oh. It's pressure on your brain, so the pressure. So it creates an aneurysm. Um, yes, and okay. when we, and when we hit it. Pinched the artery leading to my neck, blocked blood flow. Oh, wow. And um, so he told um, he told um, Eric, the water boy, um, yeah, to take me to the locker room to call my mom, mm. um, to take me to the hospital. Yeah, but remember, I just told him other, other, other. So right. I went mm. to the locker room to call my mom. Uh, oh, and you couldn't talk to your mom. So what did I say? Mm. I said, above, above. Oh, <laughs> so, no. no. So, um, and the coach um, didn't notice, the water boy, Adam Sandler's, no one noticed. No, no, yeah. Wow. <laughs> he didn't, didn't notice. So I, my, and my mom said, what did you say? Mm. She, she couldn't understand me, so I just got frustrated. Yeah. So at that time, it was my senior year. It was my first week. I worked hard. At McDonald's all my junior years to save for a car. Okay. And then my parents just gave me the extra car when they saw me working hard. So I was driving to school then. So Okay. So um So let me ask you, after that happened to you, when you had the slurred speech, you continued to live your life normal. Mm-hmm. So you didn't go to the doctor at that moment. Oh, oh no. Um at that point, yeah. Um when I was frustrated with my, not, yes. my oh. mom not understanding me, I, right. I took it upon myself to drive home. Oh, um, wow. Well, try to drive home. So I I had, you know, th- thankfully the traffic isn't like um, 95. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, four or five stoplights. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. as you're driving, mm-hmm. like, did you notice anything weird when you were driving? Well, I was kind of swerved off the road a couple of times. Okay. So, wow. You no, know, but thank, thank God I made it home, and then I walked in the house. And I remember thinking about all day that my mom was cooking a big pot of spaghetti because I loved her spaghetti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I was thinking about was spaghetti. <laughs> I just wanted to get home. I'm going to get home and I'm going to eat good. <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking she's going to let me eat my spaghetti before we go to the hospital. Right, right. She, she didn't. So okay. 
she said, um, when I walked through and she saw me drooling, because I was still drooling. Yeah. She, she said, what's wrong with you? And she, she cut the pot off, a spaghetti off, and took me to the emergency room. Hmm. And, um, and they uh, took, of course, took x-rays of my head and told my mom that I had a stroke. Hmm. Oh, and, wow. And um, then they sent me to a larger hospital Okay. In Brunswick, Georgia. How old were you when that happened? 17. What year um, What year was it? 97. 97. That's the year I got saved. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. What month? You remember the month? August. Okay. August. I, I got saved in July oh, 1997. Whoa, whoa. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So you were in the hospital. What happened? They, they told your mom and did she freak out? Did she tell you what yeah. happened? She, she, um, she freaked out and she... They they sent me to a larger hospital in Brunswick, so she had to drive me there. She had to go another two stoplights to go to the next. A little further. <laughs> Three stoplights. Thirty minutes away, and um, yeah. I. No, I'm thinking, you no, know, because I always was somebody who liked going to school. Yeah. Just because I was just a social butterfly and gotcha. not, not so much because of academics or anything. Right, right, right. And I didn't want to miss school. So uh, I said, I asked the doctor, when am I going to be able to go to school? Mm, you know, mm. even though I had that going on. So they kept me there a couple of days and um, did some tests and they figured they're going to have to, I'm going to have. I'm gonna need to have brain surgery. Are you serious? Oh, wow. So, um, so, but they um, they wanted me to have a um, specialist, so they yeah. sent me to Atlanta to have it um, brain surgery at Scottish Rite Children's Center. Because even though I was 17, I was still a child. So, yeah, right. Of course. So I had um, brain surgery in Atlanta. My grandfather took me uh, to Atlanta, and where I'm from is. Um, about five hours from Atlanta, even Got though it. it's Georgia, South Georgia. So okay. my grandfather and my mother took me there, and um, I was there. I had the brain surgery. And That's yeah. the grandfather you were saying that he's a pastor and you yeah. looked up to him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he, he drove up just to drop us off at the hospital, and he drove back down to um, um, be there for church. So it's just the type of person he was. Wow, yeah. And um, so I had brain surgery out there for about um, a week. Okay. And I had brain surgery, and first thing I I was thinking after I um, recovered from yeah. the brain surgery, got out of recovery, am I going to be able to go to the first football game? Because I wanted to be there. Wow. And and um. And all that week, I was just wanting to get out. Every time the doctor came to to look at me, is can I go? Can I go to the football game? Can we? Can I? Can I be discharged so I can go? That's the last thing you remember in your in your in your mind. So you want to connect yeah. to that, you yeah. know, as soon as you're done mm -hmm. with your with your trial. Did the slurred speech go away after the surgery? No. no. Okay. Became uh, um, the best friend of mine. For really? A while, but, um, the, how how did it become your best friend? Because it never left me. But 
with fans like that, you don't need enemies. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know. Um, so that was the moment where your life just changed. Changed. The uh, hit. That's what that I, was the hit. That was the hit. So that's, that's the reason why you wrote the book. Yeah. And then how many years after you end up writing this book? Uh, well, I, I wrote that book about two years ago. Okay. Because mm. I, and I wanted to write it the first year, my first year of college. Okay. About the hit, but God had some more chapters to add on mm. to other situations that came in. Like, oh, so there's more. Oh, goodness. So, so we're not even in the nitty gritty yet. So this is getting interesting. This is super cool, man. It's, it's, it's just cool the fact that you, well, going back to a traumatic situation in your life, it's not easy. Yes. And then when you read, a, when you actually write a book about it, you have to go over it oh, and study it and yes. like go deep. So how was the process to, to get to that place, man? Um, it, it took... Um, definitely, um, you know, just some acceptance that, okay, this is, as I speak about in the book, in life, for our poker players, we get certain hands. And like when you, you play cards, you got to play the hand you're dealt. Correct. And... I realized that this is the hand I've been dealt, so I could either complain about it or play it and yeah. try to win the game. And with Jesus, you always win the game. So, Amen. You know, you know, for me, when I wrote my book, What Pastors Don't Talk About, it was hard because there were things that I just wanted to forget about, you know, but it happened in my life. But there's something about getting that pen, putting it on the paper and just start writing. Yeah. It man, it's like it starts healing starts taking place. And like you say, it's a it's a reality, but the king of glory brought you through. Yeah. You know, a lot of people they know the story, but they don't know the trials, the tribulations that you went through, you know, and, and they 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 you, you know what I mean? It was well, it's gotta be, you know, it's going back to that trauma, reviewing it, yes. but it's gotta be some somehow some way healing it has to oh, be yes. um yes, absolutely you know you 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 let out all that stuff that is yeah. somehow some way murky and weird inside yeah. and once you once you're able to release that and organize your thinking in order for people to understand it and people can actually relate to it and learn from yeah. it which is the cool thing about it yeah. and it, so take us back, because now you're telling us there's more. I thought the hit was it. So, and I want you to take your time, um, because I think that it's so important for you to be as detailed as you can. So the listeners or the viewers, maybe we don't know what they're going through, but I'll tell you, man, when we go through trials, we look at others and say, man, I don't think I got it that bad, you know? And not just that, but for example, like, if I was in your situation, being 17, yes, you know, that's key. I am active and I am active. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming about playing football and all of a sudden that's cut. Yeah. You know, how how depressed were you? How taken yeah. back were you? You know, because you talk about it like, man, I was there in the hospital, but I just wanted to go into another game. When you realize that you are not going to the game, that you're not being able to play, like what happened? Like when you're face to face with that reality. How how did that affect you, man? Well, um, it it in a way 
uh, it, it created a gratefulness. Okay. All before I was just a regular kind of. I wasn't. I wasn't too materialistic, but I, I was a regular kind of entitled. Like you were taking a bunch, a bunch of things for granted. For granted. Yeah. And okay. I realized then I was very appreciative after that. Like, wow. My Amen. mom cooking meal for me every meal. I was just appreciative. Wow, that's beautiful. The, the spaghettis that mm. you that yeah. you yeah. <laughs> did you end up well, like well, getting well, spaghettis well, at well, one time? Yeah, more more massage for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, uh, awesome. I, I, definitely that next. Um, Part of spaghetti was very special. <laughs> <laughs> so, so take us through. So, um, you you only had a slurred speech because you had oh, mentioned well, when you got hit, you had numbness. What yeah, else? I had a numbness on down the right side of my body. Okay, and it's pretty much I couldn't feel my my lower extremities for, really for at least six eight months or a year wow but you were able to move it just i was able to walk it but you no know, even still now if i don't stay focused on picking up my foot i can drag it oh wow and this what 25 years later and mm, still yeah um and you no know, weakness on the right right side of the body um so i um and i was just grateful for my friends who still hung around with me. Um, my friends, actually, um, one of them is going to be in my wedding coming up. Oh, <laughs> ho ho so hold on. How old are you now? Uh, 43. And you said wedding coming up. This is the first time you've ever been married. Ever, ever been married. We're going to get there. Like, this is getting, like, That's deep. Good, <laughs> this is like, it's, because... He's a, he's a whole book. He's a whole <laughs> book. I like it. But, but that's probably not even in your book, right? Getting married is... No, no. So this is... You see, this is fresh no. out of the box. So That's awesome. Let, let's keep reeling him in slowly, man. I, li I like... Mike, Mike's a fisherman. And he likes catching sharks, man. So... I bite. I bite. <laughs> yeah. He's a slow, like, you know, to get that shark in is slow. I like to get him out fast. So so now take us, uh, you wanted to play that football mm -hmm. game, and you said you had another incident. Take us through that. Uh, well, um, no, I, um, I at, at that point, um, again, regular teenager, teenager boy chasing, his whole world is, you know, chasing girls and stuff okay. like that. You know, right. all the stuff that seventeen-year-old boy does. And I was going to club, to clubs, and all that. Okay. Um, so, even after you came out of the hospital, you were still in that mindset and going to clubs. Like I'm, wow. re like I'm a regular, <laughs> regular person. Cause I, Ever since then, I always try to live like I'm a regular person. Gotcha. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, um, so, but I like nothing changed as far as what I did. I, I still hung with my friends. I, I just couldn't do it in the same way. And then um, on New Year's Eve, because the stroke was in August, and on New Year's Eve, we were in... Um, the club, don't tell me, don't ask me how I was in an 18 year old <laughs> club. <laughs> but, um, and they dropped $1,000 from the ceilings and ones and fives. Hmm. And I still had 
the incision from the surgery it was still oh still dude oh. no so <laughs> so I I bend over no dude you're trying to get the money and, and I got <laughs> elbows in my head no and, oh man and, and it's four up right no Dude, Mike's in shock. Mike's there, like this can't be real. Needless to say, I um back to the hospital. I I, I said I didn't tell my mom because I couldn't tell my mom I went to a club. club, Of course, so I don't know what kind of effects. Maybe um Mm. it made my speech worse. Um, but yeah, I um I I know I sat down the rest of the night, but you know. Um, thank God I was not majorly affected from okay. that. But, okay. But um, mm. and then I, but as far as intelligence and uh, intellect, yeah. You no, know, it slowed my processing. Okay. Um, somewhat, like, but as far as the the, the intelligence, it you no know, memory and. So yeah, speed speed wise is where you felt like it affected you, but you were still sharp in so your I, mind. So in my mind, so I actually, um, at the end of the year, I was able to get my grades up enough to get an academic okay. scholarship. So, awesome. so that's uh, awesome, dude. So I mean, uh, so, like that all that whole year, I got like A B honorable because you know, before I didn't get that, but. Now again, I'm appreciative for a chance. So now yes. I'm gonna give full effort mm. at school. So I um, graduated on time, and um, wow, man, that's yeah. that's amazing, dude. Yeah, mm. that is Trey. And I get curiosity based on what you were saying. You know, like if I was saying, if I were you, 17, that happened, mm. I would have been faced with like, man, my life is over. Yes. You know, I'm a I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. So I would have been like, man, like I, I don't feel any reason to live. You have a totally different attitude. You know, you're yeah. like, man, I was thankful. I started appreciating things. How long did it take from, from that moment where you start feeling appreciative about life? How did you end up finding God, you know, like your mom uh, was the one who, who, who got you into it or, or how did you end up meeting Jesus? Well, well before you get there, it, was there any other incidents before meeting God? Uh, no, uh, it, no, I graduated on time, I went to college. Yes. And um, again, I'm 17 year old, well, 18 year old, um, young man, regular, again, my, the focus of my life is you experiencing know, stuff, experiencing yeah, and stuff and girls and right. <laughs> and partying, clubbing, yeah. clubbing. But I was serious about this opportunity to go to college. So I always, ever since I was eight years old, wanted to go to college. So I knew no matter what, I wanted to get a degree. Mm. So I went to college in my first semester, and I was serious about the grades, but um. I was, you know, looking forward to the partying too. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so it was. Um, I think we got the party part, man. <laughs> it was a party animal. <laughs> so yeah, it was Georgia Southern Homecoming, and I okay. was at 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 where places the club. Okay. And um, 
all that semester, God, God, you know, had setups. He, he, mm. you know, he, he set me up because I lived in a co-ed dorm. Okay. And next to a room of four um, Christian girls. Okay. So, <laughs> so he got you good. Yeah, oh, you want some uh, girls? You know, you want some party? Yeah, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna uh-huh. get you right here. First, yeah. first, he knocked you in the head in the club. Get out! <laughs> and now he's like, Girl. if you want some girls, I'm gonna send you some of my girls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and, and that, that's how he started. You know, like kind of slowing seeds. Like, okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get you where where you where you get you. So kryptonite. So um. I was, me and all my friend was outside kind of getting ready for a party and we asked one of the girls, hey Jamie, are you going to the party? And, said, and she said, no, I'm not, um, God's been too good to me. I'm not going to do that. And that rocked my mind. I, mean, mm. I still went to the party, but yeah, it was on my mind all party. So then mm. they, um, they, they would have, um, a devotion and um, okay. um, praise and worship before class every wow. every Monday through Friday from seven to eight, and they invited me to, and then the Holy Spirit start start working on me, mm. and it's like it's like go to that. I'm like I'm waking up at seven o'clock before class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Holy Spirit is like. Go to that, you know. I like those girls. You know? That's a good party. That's a good party. It's yeah. Seven o'clock in the morning. So I was like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then I went, and he says, okay, now I'll go twice a week, and now I'll go three times a week. So, you know, and with that, I'm getting the word, you know, right at this at the places, and you know, I don't return void. So. I went to the club one one day, and you know you do stuff in clubs that you shouldn't do, <laughs> like um, like like um, <laughs> this is deep in your business. We we can get in a little deep, right? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you do stuff in clubs that you shouldn't do with someone who you're not married to. Okay, so, okay. So you're so, making out um, with a girl, dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. And you don't have to keep it clean here. <laughs> it's not. It's not rated Christian. We, PG, we've you know? all we've all talked a lot about yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, you know, no, last no. last episode we uh, yeah. we had a uh, brother Bo here, and he's talking about ah, oh, I was doing crack, and I was doing this, and I was doing. We're going like what? Like <laughs> yeah, he went in deep, man. Yeah. Um, but, um, so and then he spoke to me. It was so clear. Like in the club where you while you're dancing and you're yeah. trying to hook up with girls and stuff, he spoke mm-hmm. to you like Yeah, and he um he said, um Okay, Trey, you asked me to give you your speech back. Because I did ask him to mm-hmm. give oh, wow. my speech back. And I, I did that. And you were worried about, you know, getting into college. And I got you into college you want. And you were asking how you gonna pay for college. Mm-hmm. I got you a scholarship. And you're doing this to me? Wow. wow. And, Dude. It's like, I'm keeping my end of the bargain, but you're not keeping mm. yours. <laughs> and, and it broke my heart right there. Wow. You know, you, know that, you know that verse that says, you know, while we were sinners, yet Christ died. Yeah, man. And I'm like, I'm in here 
acting a fool, you still did that. And mm. that, that love, you know how it says, the love of God compels us. Yes. And it, it broke my heart wow. right then. And I said, God, I'm tired of running from you. I'm, wow. I'm gonna give you, I give you my life. You know this this type thing, this temptation is there, but yeah. um, I, I, I need you to help me, but you know, my life is yours. I give you my life, mm-hmm. and and I thought I thought at the, at that time you had to be in an actual church to officially you right, know, right, you know, confess with your mouth uh, and believe in your heart. Yeah, yeah, but I knew in the club was my conversion. Amen. So, of course, because mm-hmm. that's the moment where you actually believed. You know, yes. hey, he spoke to me. Yeah. He's right. You got yeah. conviction. You said, man. I'm all in. You're, you're, you're talking to him directly and you're doing what the, what the Bible says, but nobody's there to witness it. You know, it's between you and God. That was your your encounter with yep. God. Mm-hmm. I, I got to ask you, man. I don't know why these guys didn't ask you. What happened to the girl you were with in the club? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You remember? <laughs> it was like, forget it. I'm I don't know. I was, I was dancing. I was touching her and stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, Holy Spirit spoke to me. He's like, poof, she disappeared, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I told you. I mean, because once he spoke to me, I went. Yes. And I, I, I didn't come by myself. I came with my friends. So mm-hmm. I stood in the corner the rest of the night. Wow. So how, how old were you when that when that when 18. that took place? So yeah, it was really quick then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then mm-hmm. um I got a speeding ticket uh the next morning. <laughs> it, 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 it was Sunday morning because I was mm. trying to rush to get to church. Okay. So I could officially get my like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Religiously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. But I didn't know that night club was my conversion. That's it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. Amen. Yeah. But wait a second. If you were hearing God speaking to you in a club, it meant that, you know, He was wooing you already. Yeah, like like the times that you went to yes. that um Bible study. To that Bible study or or the worshiping that they were doing in the morning, it was really hitting you, yeah, you know? Right. So when you were going there, what was your mindset? Like, oh, you know, what am I doing here? Or were you like, man, these girls are cute and blah, blah, blah? How did it how did it really turn from from man, I'm looking for girls to yo understand this, and man, am I doing this to you? Because he was speaking to you clearly, dude. Yeah. yeah and for yeah. you to find that out, well, like for me, it's like, yeah, big time. He really was speaking to me that whole year after my stroke. Uh, I, I, I okay. didn't, um, because I was worried. I, I was worried about getting into college. Um, Cause I, like I said, I always wanted to uh, go to college. Yeah. So, my mom's friend told told her that if I read Psalm thirty four every night before I go to bed and say the Lord's prayer, God will get me into the college I want to go to. So, I said. 
I got nothing to lose. That's, that's, a, that's a good business deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you know that's not biblical, right? I know I'm not biblical. I, just wanna, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want the listeners, the viewers to think that, well, now I'm going to read Psalm 34, and <laughs> a magical prayer. Yeah. If it worked for him, it's going to work for me. <laughs> Bring us this day a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> let my kingdom come. Let my will be done. <laughs> well, I know it wasn't. No, that, I know. It's the beginning of your... I guess relationship with God. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's an awakening, though. Yes. It's an awakening because yeah. even though we we do that transactional stuff with God, man, if I do this, I'm gonna get what I want. Yeah, it's a way. It's a way of God saying, you know what? Just come. Yeah, yeah. come. Because if you if you do, then you'll get to know me. Yeah, and His word, you know, just every night, His word, you know, being. Doesn't come back void. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't come back void. So it's just that year. That's all. That's all I got was that word. But it started kind of working on shaking you up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and made me aware that God's there. Because it's key what you were saying, man. Like you heard it clear in the club, but to get to that point, you know, you don't. I mean, it's not that that it doesn't happen. Some people have like overnight experiences with God, but most people. It's kind of like a build-up type of thing when you get to that moment, when you get convicted and you say, man, I'm all in. Hey, I'm going to give you my life. A lot of people don't get to that place overnight. So that's why my question was, how did you, you know, what was the process to get you there? So if it took you the whole year, the 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 bait, you know, for the shark was, mm-hmm. oh, you want some girls? You know, I got I got some girls for you here, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. those girls got you like, boom, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> you got to put some Christians and they serious about God. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so cool, mm-hmm. man. What are some of your, your challenges? Like, uh, do you get frustrated sometimes maybe getting up in the morning and your, I don't know, your joints hurts? I'm just putting uh, words in your mouth. I, I don't know what physical infirmities, what is it that you feel? I'm just, um, do you ever get frustrated and be like, man, God? Um, you know, um, not regular frustrations, you know, just yeah, um, you know, challenges that you know we all have. Yeah, um, I'm overall an optimistic type person because I'm grateful. Amen. But you know, mm. there's been some other challenges that. I rose since that, that time in college. And, you know, I, I haven't ever questioned why it happened, but it's definitely challenging for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing in life that's easy for me to do. Stuff yeah. that's easy for, you know, pretty much the majority of everyone else is nothing's easy. Yeah. Talking is not easy for yeah. me. Walking is not easy for mm. me. Um, nothing's easy for me. So but um I'm still here. Amen. <laughs> but, but, um, I say that because you're forty three now mm-hmm. and you're about to get married. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. something that you would have I don't know, did it ever cross your mind that you will be married in what twenty twenty four? You're gonna it's twenty four. Yeah, uh, twenty four um, in thirty nine days. Thirty nine days to countdown. Thirty eight, thirty seven. I mean, in your wildest dream, you probably would have never thought that. 
at 2024, in 39 days, you will get married. And it was something in my 30s that I didn't think was possible mm. because, of, because of my 30s was like a blink because mm. I, I had a real bad uh, accident. Hold on. A different one? Hold on. So you had a, in your 30s another accident? Yeah, real bad. Get <laughs> out of here. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's, yeah. go, let's go into that yeah. one. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Take us there. Wow. Well, no, basically, um, I graduated um, college, you know, on time with my undergrad. And, and, um, what did you study? Public health. I mean, health science. Okay. And then uh, I went on and got my um, master's. I went straight through and got my master's okay. in, in public health. Praise God. Mm. And then I worked for two years in um, Savannah, and then I wanted to work with the American Stroke Association. That was always my goal or dream to work for them because mm. to help people people prevent from having a stroke because I, I never would want someone to... Well, because you, you know all the insides of yeah. it so you can help a lot more, you know, a lot deeper than every other person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So um, I, I took a job with the American um, uh, um, Heart Association in, Jack okay. in Jacksonville mm. for the four year. And then after uh, the real estate crash back in 2008, you know, the the, the, um, the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. bubble, it popped, and it popped <laughs> on me. So yeah. I, got, I, I, got, I got laid off, and, and then it was kind of, um, you know, interesting how I, I landed here. Um, I used to work for a homeless agency in Savannah. Okay. Um, doing chronic disease and infectious disease um, workshops to the homeless, helping them improve their health Hmm. to all the shelters in Savannah. So um, after I got laid off, I had one friend in Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, After I got laid off, I fasted. I said, okay, God, what happened? I moved here for this job and I now I got laid off after the year, and I kind of felt in my spirit for a lot of them. Mm. So I, I figured, okay, go visit your friend for the weekend. Take take um, your mind off of what happened, and and then go back up to Jacksonville look for a job. And then, um, you know, she had a heart for the the homeless also. So she um. She uh provide she took love bags to um about five guys under the overpass on Broward and ninety five. Okay. And one of the guys looked at me and he said, You look familiar. Mm. And I lied and said, You look familiar too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know these guys, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, he said, Have you ever lived in Georgia? I said, Yes. Wow. He said, Have you ever lived in Savannah? I said, Yes. Have you ever worked for any of your mission? He said, Yes. He said, Trey? 
No wow. way, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, and then click. I remember him. He was somebody I used to help out in the shelter. Wow. No way. Wow. And that blew my mind. So I'm, mm. like, I'm like, okay, God. Wow. I'm riding up, back up to Jacksonville. I'm like, God, why did that happen? And I kind of feel in my spirit, forsake all and follow me. Mm. So I go up there, I move my stuff in the storage. Wow. When I came back down here, I rented a room in the house. I ain't have a job. Wow. I had a little severance package. And I figured I would get a job in no time. Yeah, yeah. God, no, God had other stuff. <laughs> other <Yeah>. plans. <laughs> so um, so I, um, I ended up going like two years unemployed. Wow. Um, mm. uh, I, I, the, the place where I been in a, a room at, the landlord was sometimes not pay the light bill and oh, uh, wow. so I get home from get home from job searching and in the, it'll be in the dark or sometimes mm. he wouldn't pay the water bill and you know, wow. I couldn't take a shower sure. to go look for work. Yeah. And I was paying to sleep on the floor. The room didn't even come with a bed. Oh wow. wow. So, so I'm gonna, at times I'm like God Lord, you said forsake all. <laughs> it's like I'm on a floor. Wow. But dude, like that's so that's so interesting yes. of your story because <laughs> let me ask you, let me ask you a, a deep question for me. As you're telling your story, one of the coolest things is your attitude. Yes. But how did you get to be tied with God? Like what what was the process of you trusting God? From from the day that you say in the club, hey, God, you know, I'm all in. How did you grow up your relationship with God to get to that point where you're listening to the voice and you're saying, I'm going to move to a place where I have no idea. How did, how did you grow up, you know, in maturity with God? Just, you know, just really believing, you know, and just having that true childlike faith to believe if he said believe. he would do this, Amen. then he'll do it. And, you know, actually I admire and look back to that childhood faith to come and jump out on faith and be like, okay, I don't know what, me moving down here, I don't know anybody but right. one person and, or two people. And but I know God's here. Because one thing mm -hmm. is one thing is if God tells you, hey, move here and everything goes good. You know, <laughs> you, you're like, oh, this was God. You yes, know, this was yeah, great. Yeah. But you move and everything <laughs> you're saying is like, Man. what just happened, bro? Mm -hmm. So so at that moment, yeah, a lot of us question God. Was this you or, or was oh, I making oh, it up? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I had that thought, and one yeah. time I just, you know, after just being done with you know, <laughs> beating the streets and knocking on doors, and yeah, and and you know, and just nothing happening. What I, kept you going, man? And, and I prayed. I was like, okay, God, I'll go back to Georgia and regroup myself and come back when I have. Something laid out, but I felt um, uh, in my spirit, uh, 
Psalm 46 and 10. Be still and know that I'm God. Oh, that's that's and, the scripture no one likes to yeah, hear. I can stand that one. You know, it's like, be still and know that I'm God for two years. Yeah. No, man. Like, yeah. come on. Wow. And, and, but, you know, in those two years, I never had one hungry night, and he always Amen. sent what I needed. Amen. And he always did, because... In my job with the American Heart Association, there was one of us in um, all the metropolitan areas, and my coworker was in Palm Beach. Um, that when I moved down here, I um, kept contact with her, and she ended up now she's a good sister, and her mom's like a mother type. But when I moved down here. I would still volunteer for her because she was still with the American Heart Association. And I would go around and talk to the churches about um, stroke and share my testimony with stroke. So um, she would, after, after I would go volunteer for her, she would bring leftover food for me. And, wow. I didn't have I didn't have one hungry night. I didn't have Amen. money to buy food, yeah. but she she would you know bring leftover food or cook yeah. food and bring it to me. And yeah, isn't isn't those moments where what you were what you said before, like you become appreciative of things that you take for granted, and in those moments when you when you don't have money to buy food, and then people bring you food, you're like, man, God is sending the crows, and. Yeah. And uh, man, God is sending His people, and God is sending His angels, and 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 you see the value of the church. Yes, because the, the church is not the place where you go; it's the people that actually, you know, have the spirit of God and mm -hmm. and do godly things. And you become so appreciative of each and every one of those little details. What you were saying is like, man, I, I I'm eating a meal that I didn't pay for. Yep. Yeah, I I'm I'm wearing clothes that I didn't have to pay for. And it sounds funny, but it becomes so valuable, man, because we take it for granted a lot of times. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, the, the crows are in the, that's in the Quran. And the Bible is the ravens. I'm oh, just okay. kidding. I'm just okay. kidding. You know, it's the, same, it's the same family. It's the same family. <laughs> so did the accident happen here in Florida or? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, um, so, you no, know, um, years go by, and um, I finally uh, landed a job. Um, okay. And um, in 2011, so I went from 2009 to 2011 without a job. I mean, I didn't. That was a hardship. I did the 2010 census, so I knocked on doors, so I had that okay. job. Okay, you know, okay. You no, know, put my food on the table. Yeah. But, um, so I landed a job, and um, I worked for like, eight, nine months. And I, in the house that I rented a room um, with some brothers um, from Calvary Chapel. Okay. Um, was that Fort Lauderdale? Fort Lauderdale. Okay, okay. And um, one of them was a real big cyclist. He, he liked riding bikes. Got it. And again, I'm, I can do everything anyone else can do. So I said, huh, he had an extra bike. And you know, someone who 
their hobby, they have multiple. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, yeah, so he had yeah. multiple bikes. So I mm-hmm. asked him, could I ride? So then I started riding, trying to be like him. Hmm. Um, so I would ride 30, 30 miles. Nice. Um, wow. And um, it was, you know, I had joy doing that. So it was my off day. Okay. And um, I got tired of the regular route I would take. On um, A1A. So and you were by yourself? I was by myself. And Got I it. went out westbound on commercial. Okay. To probably, I think, to, I think University and then come up 44. Now, it was like 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. And I was on my way back um, east. And, but all I, I don't remember all that. Cause all, all I remember was leaving home. Oh, wow. Because the next thing I remember, I woke up three weeks later in the hospital. Wow. Dude. So so let's recap. I mean, God meets you at a club, (laughs) you know? And after he meets you in a club, you give your heart to him. And then he says, I want you to go to Florida. Just drop everything. Doesn't give you no plans or anything. Just go to Florida. And here you're sleeping in the floor, the lights are <laughs> off, there's no water, you're trying to get a job, but God is providing, and now you get into an accident with your bike, and you wake up three weeks later. Okay. Isn't that- Dude, that's wow. so crazy, bro. Wow. And then your attitude is like, yeah, you know, I would expect you to go, oh, I was so pissed, <laughs> yeah. and I was so mad, and yeah. I was like, wow, you know? <laughs> you're like- no, it's, it's all good. Just, just another trial. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it was, I, again, I was grateful because of the body, as you talked about, they were all holding me up during that time. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. The nurses said they had they had to start turning people away because there were people always wow, coming dude. and praying for me. And, um, Two of my best friends, two my two best friends, because my family is in Georgia, um, my mom came down and they agreed to be my surrogates, you know, to sign off on on all the surgery. Because what I I had to have, um, what happened, I was coming down the the um, uh, turnpike overpass and. My uh, tire got caught and I flipped over. Oh, so it wasn't a car that hit uh, you or anything? Oh, dude, no. I flipped over the handlebars and my face um, straight impact on the- On the pavement? On the pavement. Dude. So did someone find you there and call? Someone found me there. Wow. And and interesting enough, uh, I had my phone and- because they didn't know who to call, but um, Pastor Steve Williams, who used to be a pastor at um, Calvary Chapel, Calvary Chapel. my last name is Williams, so mm. they said, oh, it must be related. Wow. So they called um, Pastor Steve, mm. and Pastor Steve knew um, my best friend, uh, Matt. Okay. Matt, he called Matt, um, and he called him, and and that's how everybody else knows. So they, they Dude, that is so crazy, bro. <laughs> what injuries did you have? What did you sustain? So basically, I broke my jaw. I knocked 
my all my bottom more teeth out. Um, I broke all of this, so I had to have reconstructive face surgery. Wow, and, and, dude! And I, I, I remember once I woke up that um, the um, my friends was talking about um, uh, bringing pictures of how I looked before because the doctors wanted to make me look like kind of similar to what I looked like before. Because oh, I, like the reconstruction had to be some had to have some kind of like because yeah. uh, I was unknown. The artist needed a picture. Yeah, yeah. Because I was kind of unknowable. You couldn't. Recognize. Wow. My, my wow. friends said they couldn't recognize me when they walked me. My head was like the size of a watermelon. I was gonna ask you that. Like, did, did did that affect you know the condition you had before with the with the brain thing? Um, I, um, it definitely. I don't think it. Not at that point. It just the brain. Your body, God built us with such a. Um, the logistics a, of the body are yeah, amazing. You know, it can re heal itself. So. Mm, yeah. My head got um, three times bigger because it helps your body heal. The swelling wow. kind of helps protect the organs. So, um, question for you: Where were your mom at that time? I mean, I could imagine your family at this point must be like, "It's it's over. It's three weeks. It's not two days. This is three weeks of you being in the hospital." How were they? Uh, um, they were. It was good. Um, they came down probably within three days. Okay. Because um, once um, Rashad, which was one of my best friends, called, he met my mom before he went up to um, Georgia with me. And they came down, but they could only stay for a couple of days. Um, they could only stay for a couple of days, and they signed um, Rashad and Matt. Um, as my medical surrogate, so um, of course they, I'm sure they were very, very worried. Um, and then um, I was in the hospital. I, I was in a coma for uh, drug-induced coma. Okay, it was drug-induced. Mm, drug-induced. For, for okay. uh, three weeks, and then I woke up, and I was still kind of loopy. Mm -hmm. I was still kind of. <laughs> I, I was still very. <laughs> I was loopy for like three days. And, okay. Wow. And as it says in the book, um, my friends was joking about, um, you know, what pictures they were going to bring for the... Um, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> to the reconstruction thing. So, yeah. Let's, let's bring a picture of a, a, a girl... But see, I'm loopy, so I'm like, right, right. <laughs> so I'm thinking I have no control over what they make me. <laughs> so those were the most stressful three days of my life. Yeah, because I was like, I'm like, God, I don't want to be a girl. <laughs> I'm never gonna get married. <laughs> I don't like dudes. Man, uh, I want to be Trey, not Trina. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the name. Of that. <laughs> I'm looking for the picture, man. I can't find it, bro. Oh my god! Oh, I I do see a picture on page. What page is that? <laughs> Seventy-seven, man. 
That was you in the mm. hospital bed, huh? Yeah. <sighs> so I'm, any any metal like plate screws? I mean, uh, what did they, they? They they wired my jaw shut. Um, no. wow. And then after, so basically, I was in the hospital and um and then and then um during during my time there um I was doing good and then I went to inpatient uh inpatient rehab for about three days, four days and then all of a sudden I had a rehab session and okay. um I couldn't lift up um, my foot. Well, I, the nurses told me to always call somebody when I had to go to the bathroom. I needed help going to the bathroom. Okay. But, you know, men. Yeah. You know, we'll crawl we, there. We'll crawl there. <laughs> we got to get there. Yeah. You want to do it on your own. You yeah. want to be private. Private. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got to the toilet, but then I couldn't get up. Wow. I, I couldn't lift up my foot, mm-hmm. and before I could. So um, I called the nurse and they they sent me to get some x-rays of my head. And then the next day I was in uh, therapy and they said, we got to stop. We got to have emergency surgery. What? Um, I had to have brain surgery again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, the pressure again? The pressure. The pr- but tell uh, tell me, it's it? not going to get worse. This, that, that's it, right? I was like, Dude. man. So uh, I had the pressure. I had a brain bleed, so the pressure was so great. Dude. So that's why I look like I got shot in my head right there. Um, but that's why I ask you, like, you know, like, did... did did that affect you? Because you know, like the swelling in the face might yeah. might yeah. affect you in the in the head as well. So that's that's what happened. So wow, I, dude! So I went mm. back to Broward General. Had a um, was there for about three or four days. I had to have a brain surgery. Wow! And then um, I was able to get out and um, go to um, go back to the inpatient rehab until the insurance told me they're not going to pay no more and you're going home. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. so they had to discharge me and um, I stayed um, for a month with my friend uh, Matt, to, um, my brother Matt, to, um, so he can watch me because, you know, you know I, I had needed someone there to make sure I was going to be all right. Yeah. And, um, so after you have one of those brain bleeds, they, they give you um, seizure medicine because the likelihood of you having seizures is Of high. course. So, yeah. so, but after about two weeks after I got out, I said, I don't need to take no seizure medicine. I never no, had seizures. dude. I, I never had seizures. And, mm. and a couple of days, two, three days went by, and then um, one day... Um, my friend John, um, he he took me to Whole Foods to get something to eat, and and then I just started talking weird, and oh and boy, I was like, what's wrong with me? I said, no, I'll be alright. Let me go home. I just need to go home, take a nap, and, and I'll be alright. And then one day, um, my friend Mick, uh, Matt got home from work, and I was helping him pull his kayak out of. The pond, and then he went around front the front of the house and said he'll be back. And then when he came back, he said I was blank. Oh, dude. I I was blank. I, I had a seizure. 
I had a seizure. And I was I woke up three or four days later in the hospital. No, dude. How old were you then? That was two months after I got out of the hospital wow. from the brain bleed. So that oh, was, that was yeah. a month after I got out of the hospital from the brain bleed. Mm. So And let me ask you something. As you're going through all of that, what are you asking God? You know, because because uh, I, I, I while I was in inpatient rehab, yeah, because you were saying, man, I was I was here, I was listening to my friends. You know, they had to make decisions for me. You probably can speak. So I, what I is? Probably, I couldn't speak. Yeah. So what is the conversation that you're having inside your head? You were saying, man, I don't want to be a girl and all this stuff. But what is your conversation with God in that moment? I remember. Um, I was in rehab and I had so it was the weekend, so I had no visitors and you know my head was excruciating from the surgeries and the pain and the yeah. pain and just, and just and I said, you know, Jesus, kind of Jesus, why 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 have you forsaken me? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like Jesus, where are you? I feel so alone, yeah. and and I remember, um, you know, I'm feeling in my spirit. Jesus saying, "Okay, wait." You know, I kept you breathing. <laughs> wow. When you wasn't able to 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 breathe on your own. Mm. Wow. Also, yeah. my um, my um, my boss at the time, big brother. Um, and boy, he um, he and his wife donated um some of their um vacation time because they figured because it was during my first year I hadn't built up enough vacation time to get paid for my time. Oh, in oh. the hospital, mm-hmm. dude. So, so you don't. So you didn't lose your job. So they they donated their vacation time wow. so, so, I can, so I can get a vac- so I can get a paycheck wow. when I when I get out. Wow! So God was Jesus was telling me I prompted them to do that. Wow! And while while you while you was taking a long extended nap, I was taking care of your affairs. <laughs> yeah. your, your affairs. So how can huh. you say I wasn't there? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, wow. for the average Christian, if you ask them, like going back at that moment where God said, "I want you to drop everything and go to Florida," knowing all this that was going to happen to you, what have you have done it? And, and, and the reason <laughs> you see how you have to think about it, because if God would. When he told me, just pick up your cross and follow me, if I knew all that I had to suffer at that moment without having all that faith that I have now, my trust and how much I know about my God, I would probably say no. Well, like I've heard many times that people say that God gives you the vision or he gives you the end of the, of the, or the result of the vision. But he doesn't tell you how, because if he does, we would say no. So the process of getting there is that growth and all that stuff that is kind of like a like a a growing pain, you know, because you have to grow in maturity. 
you have to grow in trust and uh, yeah. it's it's not easy to get there yeah. no no yeah definitely definitely it, it definitely was needed to grow my trust for God and, and you know build the the self control to not or the the even temper no, I don't. I don't get up for a whole lot. No. Yeah, that's that's one of the main things. You know, as you as you speak, the way you speak about your past, it's like it's like it's like you're here, and I'm like, man, if I were you, I would have taken it so different because we're so different. You know, so yeah. the way God treats you is according to your gifts, according to your character, according to your personality. Yeah. And the way he treats me, it's it's unique, you know, in in, in that way as well. Yeah. So Trey, yeah. after that incident where you had the seizure, that's it. After that, it's you're home free after that. Please tell me. Please, please tell me. Please tell me that's yeah. the last one. Because yes. I'm like, I'm like freaking I, out. I thought I had stories, but I, I feel so bad right now. No, um, that's, that's that's it. Okay. That's, well, at least from the neck. Up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, no way. No, wow. no, no more. No more major accident. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. No more. Um, yeah. But. You asked me earlier after um, my first surgery in in, college, in high school if my speech got better after the surgery. Well, as, um, one of the things that you know, there's certain regret regrets you have in life, but there's one one regret I did have. Um, was after I had that brain surgery from that um that brain from the swelling from swelling, the first one? The second one. Okay. Um, yeah. Um my speech got clear. Oh mm. no. My speech had got clear. My friends were commenting about, whoa, you're speaking clear. But then the seizures mm. brought my speech back to um okay. maybe even worse um of a wow. more of a challenge after the seizures so yeah if if maybe if i wouldn't have had um those seizures my speech would be better but yeah. i regret it but i don't dwell on it because you know um you know so trey i wanted to mention because um all these traumatic moments in your life, and God is like, I, I want you to go to Florida, and you were obedient. You were obedient to God. I, again, I met you at a church. I see how you are a servant. You encourage me. You know, there's very few people I look up to. Like I can't tell you, I look up to pastors. I'm just not that guy. I look up to men of God like you. I, I'm honest. I'm, I'm being very honest. Um, just the way that you carry yourself. I, yeah, man. I watch people. I watch them very close. And it's not to judge them. It's to learn how they interact with God. Everyone's different. Man, and I see you're very authentic, bro. You're, you're just so serious about the things of God, and it has nothing to do with man. I saw that right through you. You don't do it because of a pastor. You don't do it because of a title. You do it unto Jesus. I saw the smile, and I seen that. And that's what attracted me to you. And I befriended you. Um, 
But now you have all of these challenges, and I say this with all due, you know, with respect. You have a beautiful fiance, man. Thank you. She's gorgeous, man. She's gorgeous, (laughs) man. So you're 43, and you meet this beautiful girl. How did you meet her? Um, um, ChristineCafe.com. Okay. ChristineCafe.com? Is that like a Christian Mingo type uh, of thing? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And one thing, if you ever tried the online dating um, scene... It's like a fake world. Oh, it's so crappy, dude. It's so crappy. I mean, and I mean, it's just uh, like a bowl full of catfish. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 a, 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 a fake bowl full of catfish. Wow. And, and I, and I, That's funny. And I got catfish numerous times. Wow, man. <laughs> numerous wow. times. Did you ever send like money or anything? Did they ever get you? No? Good. Uh, no, no. They never okay. got me money, but just time and yeah. And, and just time it. Oh, and then what was what was the worst one? Tell you know? that word. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what was the worst one? You know, you know, somebody that showed you a picture and they went you four hundred pounds. I went all the way to Tampa. <laughs> you don't look like this picture. No oh, man, you yeah. set me up, mama. You set me up. Uh, so, so my brother was dating years ago and. He uh, met this girl online. This was in the beginning. I guess there was still modems, modems, so no World Wide Web, and it was just a modem. Anyways, he met her, and he knocked on the door. He opened the door. Uh, she opened the door, and he was like, wow, you know, she's beautiful. And she goes, my sister's right there. He was no. like, oh. So he, he tried to walk away, and and she was like, oh, where are you going? Where are you going? And, you know, he ended up dating her, but she was maybe six times larger than oh, what. Dude. She was showing her sister's picture. No. Her picture. Yeah, she was very, very Overweight. Where are you going? <laughs> Far away. Far away. Bye. You know, you, you just and, and it's not because she's overweight or how she looks. No, but it's, it's betrayal. It's, yeah, betrayal. It's, it's, yeah. That, that's yeah. it. If yeah. you honest from the start, I know I'm not yeah. I'm not shallow, but it was just yeah. if you're honest yeah. and you show yourself and I say, Yeah, I want to go out with you, yeah. we're good. Yeah. 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 But if you're not if yeah. I'm if I'm expecting something different, that's what it was. And then you show like a different person. I feel like yo, you set me up. Yeah. So what kind of trust can you have Correct. from there on? Correct. That, that's exactly so tell us, tell mind. us. So you drove over there and tell us <laughs> <laughs> what did you see? When he said catfish, I remember those people that get the catfish with the hand like this. So I was imagining him like <laughs> the catfish. Um, pretty much the same way. And we met at the restaurant. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so we had uh, um, we had the the date. <laughs> okay, so you still went with the date. Yeah, I still went with the date, but I drove away from. Um, here to Tampa. That's so I, four or five hours, dude. Yeah, so um, I couldn't just say, oh, bye. I mean, I rode all the way. <laughs> right. um, yeah. So it was just a long... So she was a little bigger than what the yeah, picture... Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and saying if I met her... Um, and she was honest, I would still date. Of course. Date. I would still, 
Of course. But feeling betrayed, like like you said, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't um couldn't trust her from there. So um mm. so I, I got tired after um getting catfished several times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just got I got fed up with the online so I said yeah. maybe it's just meant for me to be by myself. Mm. Um I'm tired. And I told um again my friend Mick, I said, no, I'm not Matt. Um, Mick is Matt, but yeah. I, um, I told him, I'm done with I'm done with this online dating thing. It's it's not worth it. And then he said, Man, man, just keep the faith, man. Just <laughs> when you're looking, you know, just uh expect the worst but hope for the best. Don't give up so easy. Yeah. And I said, Okay. Okay. I said, Okay. I prayed. I said, "God, please lead me as I um, when I swipe through." <laughs> said, it's like lead my finger, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and, and I and no, He didn't lead my finger, but <laughs> but, but, but you know, I, yeah. I, I had that in my mind. Said, of course, okay. I said, "This is expect uh, expect the words, hope for your best." So yeah, I said, "I'm." There was this young lady I, that I saw several times. You see the same people pretty much all the time. Okay. <laughs> um, but she, I know it's her picture before and very beautiful, but she was 2,500 miles away from here. Oh, wow. And I, I would never click on someone who wasn't in state. Cause right. I, one, I don't think they want some guy who... Across the country, and two. Yeah, yeah you'll be able to see each right. other once yeah. once every six months. It's, it makes no sense. Yeah, and especially at the Tampa experience. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. I, what if I go away? That's a far catfish. Yeah. <laughs> so where was she? Where was she? Where? Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, no, I'm not getting catfished. <laughs> That's too far for catfish, bro. <laughs> and I'm sure the picture looked deceiving. You were like, it's too good to be true at this point, huh? So, so I read her profile. So let me read her profile. And, yeah. and, and it was all about Jesus. And, and, Amen. And how she was looking for someone to be a friend first. Because mm. she feels that um, her husband needs to be her best friend. So I said, okay. What do I got to lose? I mean, meet a friend. We can be friends and be um, pen pals or whatever, and that's it. We're not going to be, be anything more. And then I saw I sent her um, a message, and it was actually, it was um, um, New Year's, New Year's Eve last year. So, okay. Um, so, and she got, wait, she responded. <laughs> and hmm. then... And then we just clicked, and we just clicked, and and it just clicked, and vibe, the vibe was perfect. And so you clicked like so writing, cool. or you guys yeah. talked over the phone, or is it FaceTime? Well, 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 well probably about two or three, um, two or three weeks. We just did the messaging back and forth. Okay, okay. Because that's what um, um, the cafe suggested. They said, you know, kind of do it for two weeks. Um, before, so you can kind of yeah, you got to build it up, you know. Yeah, yeah make yeah, sure you yeah. have things in common. Yeah, and then when we talked, she said something that was really 
probably the most mature statement that a, a, a lady have ever said to me. Mm. Um, um, because of we we finally talked, and I remember we talked um, at the church one uh, one Sunday. We we finally talked on the phone one time. Um, she was on her way to church. I was getting out of church because it was a two hour difference. So, okay. Um, and I, I heard her voice, and she she um she originally is from France. Mm. She's been in the U.S. for probably. I don't want to get it wrong because I'll be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm a, if you say it wrong, I'll just beep it out. I'm sorry. I'm about 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> 12, 15 years. But, yeah. Uh, mm. But um, so English is a second language, actually. Okay. But she has the, the, the most gorgeous French accent. So, because mm. um, when we were messaging, um, I, I I had trouble because of the catfish. I'm like, are you real? Wow. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm like, are yeah. you seriously real? Then she left me a, a message, voice, a voice message. And mm. I heard her voice. I'm like, God, would you marry me now? <laughs> 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 I voice. So then finally she, we, she called me um, one, after I got out of church. And she said something. She said, okay, Trey, um, I I understand that I, I, I read your book because- Oh, wow. Because before that time, I gave um, my faith, my, my official name. I told her to look on my Facebook page to see what I'm about. You know, just, Amen. you can go throughout history and see what I'm about. And she knows my book. I advertised my book on my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So she ordered my book. I didn't even know. She ordered wow. the book and read the book. Wow. And she she said, um, she real she realized once she read my book that I was somebody who has had some challenges. Yeah. Um so but she said, I also realized that if I'm looking for a perfect man. I will never find him because mm. I'm not perfect. Neither will I ever find a perfect man. But if a man has a, um, a lot of the qualities that I'm looking for, that's something I want to explore. Praise God. So I want you to relax. If if I can't understand something you say, then I, I ask you to repeat it. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't want you to feel insecure because of your speech. Because people have trouble with my strong French accent. So if uh, she'll understand you, yeah, you know, yeah. from that perspective. So That's beautiful. And she was like, if I if you don't understand me, then tell me you don't understand me and I I'll repeat it. And so that and ever since then we just then skywalking. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, awesome. Dude. You know, you, you told me her what she does for a living. And that there just blew my mind. Can you tell them what she does for a living? She's a nurse. <laughs> wow, dude. That's a guy. That's just God. That's so crazy, um, bro. It's crazy. It's a crazy. beautiful, 
Good. Nurse, <laughs> you wow. know, it's like that. Just looked at his heart, man. That's that so crazy. It's God. It's God. And she loves me for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and I love her for her. <laughs> Amen. That's awesome, and, uh, man. And I remember me and my, my big brother, type um, my ex coworker. Um, me and him used to talk about. You know, my desire to have a wife and you know, I would I would say, I don't know if it's reality for me, you know, but uh, he knew I wanted it. And because in my thirties, uh, like I said, my thirties was pretty much all rehabbing from the accident because it was, you know, the surgeries and then you know, just I now I'm probably about 160. I had, um, after the, the accident, I got down like 128. Um, so I was, I was very frail, very weak, a lot of my thirties. You were on your bones, dude. Yeah. And, and you know, so I, I didn't want to bring a woman in. You know, I, didn't, I, I don't feel I would be a benefit to a woman in my thirties because I was, I, I was real weak, real... Real frail. Um, After everything you were saying, we were going, man, please mm. tell me that that's it, bro. Because, yeah. like, you went one after the other one, one after the other one. Yeah. And the recovery times yeah. are long. But not just that, but, like, you know, mentally and emotionally, oh, bro. Like, yeah. you know, from being here to go back here and to being here to go back here. Bro, like, you're strong like crazy, man. I mean, it's definitely been, um, I mean, that was, like, anybody, you know, you have times where you're like, oh, you know, um, you know, there was a time where I couldn't drive for a year because the DMV um, medical board was trying to assess whether I would be a liability or not. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I couldn't drive. I, mostly, you know, mostly for the... Um, for the um, Seizures. Yes. Because if you're driving a seizure against you, you yeah. might just, yeah. you know, wreck a bunch of cars and stuff. Yeah. So that was real, real um, downtime for me because I would go home for work. I would go to work and um, I would come home. Yeah. And then, and that's it. I would go home. I would go to work and come home. I wouldn't. I would have no social life because I didn't have a car hmm. yeah. to get anywhere. So all I would do was go home and go to work. Yeah, you had to be recluded pretty much from work to home, and that's about it. That's it. And yeah. I, at, yeah. at that point, I I lived in Palmyra, so that was real close to Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale. So I would ride my bike hmm. to the um, church, and that's all I would do. So that was really a, a hard year for me. Yeah. So how did you... Take us through when you first met your non-catfish, when you saw her <laughs> face to face. Take us through. The, did you fly over there? Did I she fly? fly? Take us. Take uh, us there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm on the airplane ride. It's okay. Rehearsing. <laughs> what are you going to say? What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> You're all nervous and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and um, uh -huh. so I flew out there, and, um, uh -huh. um, and she lives in Tucson, but it's cheaper to, um, to fly in the Phoenix. Okay. So um, I um, flew in the Phoenix and I rented a car to drive to Tucson, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away. That's not bad. And yeah. um, so I'm 
vinyl on the way there, and I'm just so excited. Hmm. And she um, um, she set up a time where she could take a break at work. So I met her at her at her job at the hospital. Oh wow! And wow. she um, she came out. She had made some because um, I was going to be staying in a hotel, of course. Right. You know, um, I was going to stay in a hotel, so she made some meals for me to take back to the hotel. Wow. Gluten-free meal for me because wow. I had to eat gluten-free. And I, she came out on her break in her scrubs, and, <laughs> and we, you know, we hugged. So, you know, you know wow. we just hugged, hugged, you know, each other so tight because we were just... And at that moment, yeah. how long have you guys been talking, you know, to each other for? Um... Ten months, eleven months. Oh, wow! Also, almost time. a year. Almost wow. a year. And 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 made for each other. She's never been married. Praise God. No kids. Wow. She hadn't dated anybody in a long time. I haven't dated anybody in a long time. Wow. And she is exactly. Two months and fifteen days older than me, so we're both mm. 40, wow. both forty three. Never made, never had, so we don't have the baggage of <laughs> past relationship. Wow, that's so perfect, that's awesome. dude. That's so now, awesome. Now, for me, when I met my wife, I I needed all of these confirmations. You know, it was like. God, I don't want to get married. <laughs> I definitely, you know, it's too soon. Uh, to be honest with you, I just wanted to serve God and just never get married again. Did you have to look for any confirmations? Did she look for confirmations? Oh, yeah, we definitely. Uh, and um, there's one thing that um, kind of like Pastor Steve Williams told us, um, told Told us how he makes decisions, yeah. um, and we you get confirmation from God's word. Yes, confirmation from your support, your guidance, and circumstances allow for it to happen. So um, we noticed that we had of our top three verses, we had two of the same verses. Mm. Um, our, our number one um, verse is Romans 5 and 5 because we both held that up, held that verse um, in, in, in hope for finding, for me, for finding my rib and for her, yeah. finding her husband. is Romans 5 and 5. Mm. Hope does not disappoint because Amen. the love of God has been shared about in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I was on video, I was on um, Google Meet with her one day, and um, my second favorite verse I saw on, on her wall, and it's um, first, first Samuel 12 and 7. Um, man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. heart. And I saw that on her wall, and I was like, "That's my, that's 
one of my favorite verses. And she said the same thing. It's not like they weren't they weren't Hallmark, you know, verses. These were just like first Samuel. It's like yeah. it's God, man. That's beautiful. And and wow. just and really um I asked I asked guys um years back. Yeah. God, I, I want um I would love a rib who is from another country and who is um culturally diverse and Wow, you were specific. And he gave me, she, she's my Ephesians 320. <laughs> God did exceedingly abundantly above all. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, she's from Beautiful. France, but her, um, she's first first generation French because her family's from uh, Cameroon. And, oh, wow. That's so cool. And, and she lives in America. And wow. So, so she's Diverse and speaks, you know, two or three languages. She's got to have a different mentality as well. Oh, yeah. You know, like oh, when, yeah. when you're when you're foreign to this country, your mentality is totally different than yeah. when you're born, raised and born here. Exactly, and she she's very deep. She's very deep mm. and, and so intellect. Trey, I wanted to ask you. So, are you gonna live here when you get married, or over there? Here, um, okay. She's she's um she's She's old school and feels you know, the woman should come to where good is. Awesome. Um, awesome. She, um, she, she, she wants to be with me. Amen. Oddly enough. But. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Praise Congratulations, God. bro. So, yeah. so Trey, what's going on today, like in ministry? What are you involved with? Like, what, what are you? Well, well, I mean, I was um, the youth... Um, Director, but until about a month ago, and and so now I'm trying to regroup and try Got to figure it. out what's next. Um, um, my heart has always been for the homeless, and but mm. I, um, in the past four years, I've learned that I have um, a connection with the youth. Mainly teenagers, so I I would love to to get back into it uh, again. Until uh, about a month ago, I was the youth director. Praise God! Yeah, I was in that world. I was a youth pastor for three years. I can see it. So, <laughs> I, I was I in would, it. I was in it. It was amazing. It was amazing. I I for me personally, because I don't know how you got into it, but how I got into it was just throwing in the fire. It was a necessity for the position. And we just we had kids, but we didn't have no one to lead them. So same, was, same thing. And it was like, okay, God, I never thought ever that I'd be in this position. And then here we go. And yeah, it was learning all the games, all the pre the, the warm up games you got to do before the Bible study, yeah. and then and yeah. then and then you know yeah. creating the worship playlist, and yeah. and then you know setting up and breaking down, and but then. What was more beautiful, beautiful about the connection with the youth was um, being there for them. Yes. You know, and that it wasn't just a, the, the service. And no, see you later. Or, you know, hit me up during, call me during the week. No one ever does. <laughs> you have to pursue them. You have to encourage yeah. them and, and, and be involved in text messages and, and, and kind of like, you know, speaking their language or social media and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah I, th I would think that, you know... Um, and that was years ago. Now it's been probably seven, eight years since I've 
done that, I, and I still have a relationship with them today. Yes. That's what's so beautiful about it. We were just yeah. with them this weekend. It's Saturday. Yeah, now they're all 21, 22, and they were 13, you know, when well, they started, yeah. you know, so... To be able to, to some of them married them with up. kids and stuff, it's yeah. like so it's crazy. Wild. It's wild to watch that. So yeah, I was just, yeah. how did you? How did you? It was the same scenario. You just kind of got thrown into it, or yes, it was. It was quite pretty much the same thing. Um, um, um they had um, the church had something for the gir- the girls, and um, you know, a program for the girls, but um. One day in service, I kind of felt inside, what about the boys? And um, the prayer team was praying for someone to take over, for, you know, to lead the boys for a while, but no, I'm not saying it ain't me. You're talking to that guy. But, you know, when I heard, what about the boys, it, it just went and, it wouldn't leave me, mm-hmm. so I asked um, I asked Daryl, uh, I was Daryl about could I start a program for him. So Daryl mm-hmm. is a, a leader in the church. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, "Yeah, let's do this." So we started, you know, working to create a program, and we started um, boys to men first, and it was a good boy. Um, it was a uh, a program that um, taught the boys phys- uh, spiritual and practical um, lessons that you need as a man. So we would have, you know, the spiritual part, but we also would have where we would teach them how to do car maintenance on the car. Oh, that's or, awesome. Uh, we would have um, people, someone come in and teach about investments. And Very real cool. I always wanted to implement in that, and I never do. And you know, yeah, and like you said, uh, even still now, um, I it was more than like you said on Saturday. It was mm-hmm. going to their games, exactly. and, and yep. Um, yep. I still go to their games. I still. Mm-hmm. Um, Text, you know, text yeah. and check in. Yeah, I even flew out for one of my kids that were um, Marines, had a graduation for the oh, Marine. Yeah. I flew out and visited them. It, it's so much, like, deeper than just, you know, it, that connection you had in, in the past. It was like, these are, like, my family, exactly. you know, and, and that's, like, a lifetime connection. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, that's the part where I definitely miss um that position, but it's the connection still there. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 well, they're, the position is not the relationship yeah, you have with the them. title. Yeah, the title yeah. of it is just a title. That yes, which will never, what will never pull you away is the bond that you the created. Yeah, and you know, yeah. that's uh, still as a young man, I, I still meet with weekly or bi-weekly Praise for God. coffee. And yep. just, and that's, you know, that's it. And we connect and we do, you know, different. Um, Video devos together, and you know, he, he's like my little brother. Yeah, praise God. So Trey, um, we were all in the the same church. We would teach uh, Sunday school, teach Bible study. He was the youth pastor. I was the the pastor of the church, and uh, I don't like to get into politics too much, church politics. But the apostle kind of lied to us, and he says, "Hey, we're gonna get you a bigger church. Don't worry." 
the church we were at the time. And the fact was that he pulled the rug from under us. And I think he sold the church for like 800000 And he literally called me and said, hey, this Sunday is your last service. So it was hard for us, you know, um, dealing with that. And just that's why we, we, we tend to be more personal with people. We believe that the church is an organism, not an organization. And, and yeah, uh, I think I, I think the same way. Yeah. So I say all that to say that we. You said you stepped out in leadership, and if you don't want to get into details, it's okay. But why did you step down from leadership? Um, to kind of focus on um, this next season. I'm Amen. Into um. You know, marriage and yeah, and you know, just really focus on, on you know, preparing for that. Yeah. Okay. I've never been a church guy because whatever we learned was from street ministry, so we were always like in the streets and stuff like that. But how did you get involved with church, and how did you? Like, where were your beginnings in the church, and where did you end up, you know, being with the with the youth, um, as you were describing before? Well, basically, I've always been, you know, somebody who just loved to serve in whatever capacity. So, um, and that's whether um, for the American Heart Association or the church, I you know, just like to serve. I like to serve people. I like to serve others. So um, I started serving with the homeless, like I said, for Calvary Chapel for years. Okay, we didn't know it was Calvary Chapel. Okay. For, for, for 10 years. And, oh, wow. And what did you used to do with the homeless, though? Uh, they, they would have a Sunday, like, service where we okay. would, would feed the, the homeless and have a service for them outside. Where would you guys meet up at? Like where? Uh, downtown at the, or well, kind of on Broward at the Broward Co-op. Okay. Co-op, co-op, cooperative feeding program. And that doesn't exist anymore, that uh, program? It okay. It oh, okay. Anymore. So basically, and then um, I came um, to Copy Chapel, and I just uh, North Miami to serve, and okay, and I started out washing toilets, you know, just, just and that's all. I was content on doing that, and I'm greedy, and you know, mm-hmm. you know enjoy enjoy doing that, just yeah. greedy and having fun with the music, and and then it uh, led to. You know, a need with the youth and Amen. and I work boy the men and I didn't see that was a gift and I had I know I, I know I love kids I know I'm kind of silly at heart <laughs> so, <laughs> you know but um, I didn't yeah. see you know God doing what He did through it you know Amen. Where can like if someone wants to purchase this book where where can they go get it? Uh, Amazon. Um, they just look for uh, the hit Trey Williams. Trey Williams, the hit Trey Williams. Okay, praise God. So I seen the one commonality that we all have in the table here is uh, Calvary Chapel, and yeah. specifically Fort Lauderdale. I got saved there in two thousand seven, and then I was a part of them for about three or four years, mm. and I I helped um, 
you know, volunteer starting the, the Hollywood campus when it first oh. got got um, started and stuff like that. And, and you know, we were all part of the Bob Coy years, you know, oh, and, and yeah, being a part yeah, of that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we expressed this on other, um, you know, podcasts before, but I feel like, you know, we, we had, we really enjoyed his level of, of teaching. Yeah. But then obviously we didn't know the background and then knowing, you know, who, who he was, how, like, how did you take that reaction when you found that out? Like when you found out that all these things came out and, and, you know, like, what was your thought process? What was your, you know, cause I, for everyone, it was, I always like to know like how yeah. they dealt with it. Yeah. Um, I'm, it was definitely a surprise. I couldn't see it, but I'm always, you know, I, I'm always a, a grace leaning type person, mm. you know. And I, of course, what what was said, you know, what he did was horrible. But sure, but I always. I always desire to extend grace because I know I need so much grace that mm-hmm. I, I'm never one to to um, to condemn somebody. Sure, so, sure, so, bash them, or, yeah, yeah. Got it, I, mean, got I, it. I think the the issue with 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 and, somebody and, that has that position like him is that. If you talk about forgiveness, people think that it's forgiveness for them to go back to that position. And it's not really that. It's just forgiveness yeah. because they're human and they make yeah. mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's I mean, I, I forgive. I, I hate, you know, what happened to the family. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, and, um, but who am I? The, the, the bigger you are... The harder you, you fall, fall yeah. and the bigger target you have, yeah. Yeah. and so. and the more, yeah. the more uh, the enemy's gonna fight. I so. was definitely guilty of putting him on a pedestal, hundred yeah. percent. Like you would, you would see that person in that, you know, in in the stage, and like that, it's like you're living to strive to be him, you know. Yeah. And I was putting him in the pedestal. That's the goal of being that character that he was betraying and yeah i was guilty of you know putting a man in in, in the position of what i should never never put a man i think i think we all well i don't want to say can't can't use absolutes but um yeah. i know I, I was too i mean i would go to two or three services yeah, <laughs> on the weekend too. you me know and, and um but um one thing I'll never forget what he did was when I got out of the hospital and I went back to the homeless ministry, mm-hmm. like a week after I got out of the hospital from the whole big accident, was the one weekend he came to the homeless ministry. And I have a picture of him praying for me mm-hmm. um, to be, you know, for my healing from the accident. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you realize that, you know, um, Psalm 146 says, you know, don't put your trust in man. Yeah. <laughs> and we 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 are definitely did definitely it it was a 
you can feel the <coughs> the mood was down for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, yeah. for, when know, I got yeah. saved, that's who I used to listen to on the radio. And I loved his voice. I yeah. loved the way he preached. Kids, and yeah. So I went to the church. So to me, it didn't affect me because, like I said, he wasn't my role model. Like my role model has always been Jesus. And I look at just the the, the the people, the servants, and those are the ones that I look at and be like, man, I will, I would love to have that attribute from that person. Your attribute, man, I would love to have it. You're content. You're like what Paul says, if I have or I don't have, I'm content. Because well, I don't think I'll react half. I won't be half the yeah. man that he was. Yeah. And, and, when, and when, when you see people like him, I mean, I just met you right now, man. And, yeah. and your story and the way you react and the way you are, yeah. like for me, it's just grounding, man. Because yeah. um, whatever situation I'm, I, I'm going through or whatever situations I go through, my reactions are based on my personality or what I'm used to. And comparing what I've gone through to what you have gone through and comparing my reactions, if I was in your shoes, knowing that you have reacted totally opposite to what I would do, it makes me think like, man, like, how can you be like that? You know, and that's why my question before was, how did you get so tight with God? Because that stuff doesn't come overnight. No. <laughs> and it doesn't come with easy, uh, you know, easy... Uh, two, two or three books, Christi- I got it. Christianity <laughs> for dummies yeah. type of thing, you know right. what I mean? It doesn't come yeah. from that. It comes yeah. from suffering. It comes from yeah. from sticking to it. It's, it comes from faith. It comes from yeah. hope. And uh, I'm learning those those kind of things now, but seeing... Your your life, dude. It's it's yeah. it's grounding, man. It's grounding. Yeah. It's really cool to to meet you and to to hear your story and to see who you are or who God built you to be. Your story reveals the pride in our lives. Can I just say yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Well, well I, mean, I have, I have. Too. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. But the way you've reacted to things it's like but but that's my point like god has dealt with his pride yes in in a way where he has learned how to like yo i gotta either swallow it or like push it aside and then yo i'm thankful and i'm decent because that's why i was asking i was asking you before i'm like man like didn't you get angry didn't you get like because you know at one point after like one after the other one and the other one and the one you gotta go like Man, like until until when? Like, you know, yeah. when is this gonna be over? Yeah. Yeah. And you never said that. You know, that doesn't mean that you didn't feel that. That doesn't mean that you didn't right. go there. Right. But but the overall of what you have said is never been that, which would be my point. My point would be a yeah. one, you know, in the story, if I was you, my point would be, man, one day I was just like, God, what's up? And this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then God told me this and I'm like, oh, okay. God. But you didn't say that. And that for me is like, wow, dude, like, you know, you, you, you've taken it in such a different way that is so telling of, of where I'm at and how much I'm missing to be in that place. And when we spoke, you said that what stuck out of the scriptures to you was when the disciples asked Jesus, who said that this man was born blind? 
Tell them so they can. The 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 I read that probably a year after my stroke. Well, well, a couple of years after my stroke, and I remember, I remember as as a new Christian and not really knowing anything about the word, and mm. I'm reading the Bible, and I seriously read the Bible for myself and talk, you know, um, so um, I was reading and learning different things about the Bible, but I remember there was this one of the, um, one of them holy bowlers, uh-huh, sin uh-huh. sniffer types. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, sin sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when the, the lady recognized, mm-hmm. you know, some of my challenges, she said, you must, you must be have, you must have sin in your life that you are, wow. uh, that you you have all this stuff going on. Wow. You, you need Jesus. And, wow. Mm. And I remember sometime, and, and I really believed it because I didn't know, I'm like, God, God what am I doing wrong? I mean, I, I mean, it, it, could I take something out of my life that this stuff will stop ha- stop happening to me? And then, and then I read John nine, hmm. and like a little kid, I read that, and tears welled up in my eyes. Hmm. Where, where, um, where they asked um, which man sinned, this man, his parents, that he was born blind. And and Jesus said, none that that the works of God may be glorified in him. Amen. And I read that and I was like, I said, okay, that became my life verse. Mm. That, that, <laughs> that became the driving point of Praise God. Of my life and with and with college and Okay, God, you will get you will get glory for my purpose. Amen. Wow. So and that's 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 so yeah, now that you brought that up, you asked me what what grew my faith. That verse has been it. Like, okay, God, you will get glory. No matter what comes up in my life, you will get glory from from, from these ashes. You will get glory from that. Wow. So now cool. Trey's gonna get married. What about children? Is that coming like right after? Hopefully, hopefully yeah. I, I'm hoping December twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Okay, God. that's awesome. Hey, man. That, that's that's our hearts desire. We don't have too much time. <laughs> we you get married here uh, in Tucson. Oh, in Tucson. Okay. Yeah, she's making a sacrifice to come here. So uh, yes, it's only fair for you to go over there, and, and we can Facetime. Hey, yeah, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have, and you'll be invited to. Our, we're gonna have a. Reception. Oh, you're gonna have one here. <laughs> a reception here, you know, kind of. Okay. Okay. Here. That's cool. Okay. Um, I like going for the food and stuff. So it's up front. Yeah, it'll be food. So. <laughs> I want spaghetti, bro. I ain't going. I'm just kidding. That whole day, I'm I'm in the hospital thinking about the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. It's like it's like having these issues. He's like, oh man, my mom's spaghetti, bro. <laughs> I, I never forget that spaghetti, man. <laughs> Man, so Mike, any final words for Trey 
Yeah, I would say, you know, normally I I, I give people the freedom to, to speak, but I, I think your life, man, has yes. spoken to all of us. Oh, yeah. You know, I really believe that through your perseverance of, of your challenges, man, your physical, you know, challenges, um, it really puts perspective in us to be like, I have, my life is great <laughs> compared to what you have physically gone through. Yeah. And um, and still with the the positive attitude that you have have done, I really yeah. believe that your testimony today of who you are has blessed people that's been listening. So we really thank you that you're here. And, and I'll definitely uh, read the book, man. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you, you, you made me interesting. You know, like you, you, I'm so interested in reading the book to get more details about your story and yeah. stuff, and and knowing that you were telling the story. You know, the book is going to be not only clarification to it, but more inspiration, you know, to get to get further with it. Well, yeah. I thank you all for giving me the honor. Thank you for um, this opportunity to share. Um, and you being so welcoming and just, you know, yeah, just, praise God. just being brothers, just Amen. having a talk with a brother. <laughs> it's Amen. awesome, man. Amen. It's been Amen. amazing. We love you, man. I, I, I had to hold back tears. <laughs> you know, it was just heartfelt, your life, man. And, and again, you're an encouragement. You're a blessing. And your book is going to continue to be written, man. You're a walking epistle for God's glory, brother. Yeah, you guys better get it. Trey Williams, the hit. There it is. And it is. despite the challenges that you have faced in life, and no matter how you feel, you are never alone because Jesus is with you. Amen. This is deep in your business. And you don't want to miss the next episode, man. We're talking about man of God that used steroids. And, and man, just, man, we're going to hear his story. Testimony.